The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right himself, he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the Mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. Time for another Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I am Gary Darby. Chuck Roundsville's in the studio with me. Gordon Ford as well. Coming up on this program, we're going to have Lane's thoughts. We'll talk about what a great day it was on Saturday from start to finish in the city of Oxford. We'll also have Harry Harrison on. Uh, We'll have a couple of other guests before time is done as we'll get a little bit with the Vanderbilt uh, insider on the program as we'll talk uh, with Tom Stevenson, anchor of Gold SB Nation, and the Ole Miss basketball coach Kermit Davis will all be on the show. We should have plenty to talk about. That's Chuck. a full show you there, know? bro. I mean, in an wow. hour. In one hour, we've got to grab all of that uh, and get that going. Uh, the thought of the, the head coach, uh, again, uh, about the day, but I'll start this before we actually, you know, Tee him up and, and let him, you know, talk a little bit about it. But Chuck, I was talking to you in the in the hallway before we came in. We host uh, a local tailgate show before Richard Cross, who just left the airwaves, and, and Brett Norsworthy go. It was the craziest crowd <laughs> I think I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. All over, Ole Miss people were wild. Uh, the Texas A and M people were wild. Um, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of fun had in the Grove prior to the game. And I'm going to tell you this, Gary. Ole Miss fans don't think that they make a difference in a game, but they do. They make a big difference. The team gets adrenaline. They get momentum. The enthusiasm from the crowd was just incredible, and I think it spurred the Rebels to the win. Now, the players have obviously have to go out there and do it, but they got to have an impetus, and, and the fans give them that. They do. Without a doubt, it was loud, it was good, and it was a day to remember. Lane's thoughts are brought to you by First South Farm Credit. And let's listen to what the head coach had to say about the day on Saturday. I feel like I'm usually down in here because we didn't like, you know, we won, but I'm complaining about something normally. And uh, so I won't complain about a red zone offense right now. But uh, they got that out. No, that's a cool win, just a cool day. And. You know, I just kept thinking, like, we can just pull this off. Don't care if it's 2 to nothing, 52 to 51. You know, just to get to 8 and 2 and, you know, at the end of day of game day in the Grove like it was and all the energy and everything, um, it would just be amazing for this setting for that to happen. And, you know, I'm not saying we're great, but, you know, it's a step closer from good to great. Ole Miss could not pay the money that they got publicity-wise from start of the day on ESPN to the finish of the day. No doubt. No. It's so much like the, the last time game day was at, at Ole Miss in 2014. It's just it's incredibly valuable. And recruits all over the nation, prospective students all over the nation were watching that. And if they weren't impressed, I don't know what would impress them. Ours was middle of the day, obviously, so things had already been going for a long, long time. But you could tell they're still wearing their – the Home Depot hard hats. They were still rolling around, and they had had some fun in that Grove Gordon for a long time. But Lane Kiffin, the guest picker yeah. on ESPN, when have you ever seen that, Chuck, that it's a never head happened. coach picks picks the games? And he They said it was the first time. Yeah, yeah it's Absolutely. wild. You know, he was on for the normal because they'll get the head coach, right? right? He was on for that normal thing and then came back and did the picking, and, you know, again, it hasn't happened. And he was good, very personable. I thought it was a good segment for him. Not only that, he picked Baylor. 
He did. He picked Mississippi he State. He did pick State. He tr- I think he probably had the best picks of all of them. He tried to get Tennessee to beat Georgia. but <laughs> Good uh, game for a while, though. He, he said Katy Perry and Knox gave him all of the, the yeah, picks. But yeah. regardless, it, it was great. And then, since then, you have seen the Kirk Herbstreets, the, the everybody else tweet about best experience this year for sure, and they had forgotten what it was like. I mean, you know, it's such a blur for them. I mean, they come mm-hmm. in, and he's doing games or whatever. Uh, basically, all they remembered from seven years ago was Katy Perry and what she did to Corso and, and things of that nature. But, again, you, you can't buy what Ole Miss got out of Saturday. Yeah, at, least, at least I hope. And, and you said it. Just prospective student, not just necessarily athletes, yeah. but anything. Sure. I mean, it's, it, it, it's just a great step forward for the University of Mississippi and on the heels of a big announcement by Chancellor Boyce of a $1.5 billion fundraiser for the whole university, including athletics. And, I mean, it, it, it just the timing couldn't be better. Good stuff. Yeah, you're right. But we, I do want to say one thing, Chuck. We want to send our thoughts and prayers out to our good buddy Jimmy McElroy, who Absolutely. fell and broke his hip. He's been a sponsor of the in show. In the stadium. At, in the stadium, up in the Rebel Club, and he's uh, in really bad shape. I talked to him yesterday. I think he's getting surgery as we speak, and we love you, Jimmy, and get well. Absolutely, and thanks for all you do for Ole Miss and for Rebel Yell Hotline. Absolutely. He's been uh, been with us uh, for a while now. Okay, Harry's Corner is coming up next. We've got text messages so we need to get those from you, 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. We'll go over injuries. Boy, did the offense look better when Braylon Sanders and Mr. Drummond are running around no out there on the field. And don't forget Eli Acker. That's true. He did a good job, Got to start at right guard, without a doubt. Tom Stevenson from the Anchor of Gold will be on, and we'll also talk to Ole Miss basketball coach Kermit Davis. That is our program today, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. 
Gary, Chuck, and Gordon with you on a Monday night. It is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Text messages are coming in, and we thank you. 662-426-1093. We will get to those in your injury report in a moment. But now, this is Harry's Corner, presented by Gateway Tire. They've been serving you since 1929, 54 locations. Six states, Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. Harry Harrison's on the phone line with us now, and uh, and Buddy, Tell me a little bit about that defense we saw on Saturday. About that, huh? I think Lane Kiffin backed everybody off last week, and I, I told uh, Sam Williams today, and his, I said, you guys were faster, you were quicker, you looked like you were fresher than any time I'd seen you all year. Obviously, it was a very cool night, but they just looked like they were very well rested, uh, came out from the opening gun, looked better than the offensive line at, uh, at AM threw at us. And, you know, that was a big, big concern for everybody coming in with this big old offensive line for AM and how they were going to run the football. And, you know, and nobody seemed to know how we were going to stop that, but we did. And I, I just didn't think Calzada was a guy that we could, he could put that team on his back and, and win. And that's exactly what happened. He was not able to do that. The Rebels did a terrific job. You know, I had a little lapse in the third quarter, but other than that, terrific job of stopping the run of A&M. Harry, it looked like uh, DJ Durkin decided to put a, few, a couple extra bodies in the box most of the time while while Texas A&M was trying to establish the run, and I think that made a big difference. Well, you had to, Chuck. I mean, obviously, the three-man front, you got five guys blocking. That's not going to work. And you got two more linebackers inside in the box. So that's five on five. Uh, you run that read option. Sometimes you just leave one of those guys unblocked, but yes. Uh, you know, Springer was making a bunch of tackles coming off that weak side when he was in there, and then he got uh, he got uh, went on a little short holiday for the second half, and uh, uh, and then we brought uh, a Ash- Ashanti Sistrunk in, who's a bigger body, maybe doesn't cover as well, but obviously made a big <laughs> a big interception down inside the twenty uh, for the Rebels. So I-, I think all said and done, yeah, we we had to we had to do that. We had to bring pressure off the side. We brought some safety blitzes. And there is such a thing as a run blitz. So we, we, we dialed some of those up the other night, too. So uh, all in all, it was a well-coached well game, and those guys responded and played played their hearts out. Harry Gordon here. Uh, A.J. Finley, he played an incredible game. But, you know, you thought that Texas A&M could possibly run the ball on the Rebels, and that just was a tremendous defensive effort there. Yes. I mean, that, for me, that was the number one key. How do we slow them down? How do we stop them? You know, they came in with uh, Spiller and a, and, and a Kane. And uh, a Kane actually wound up with over 100 yards rushing, but we did a great job on Spiller. But, you know, with the exception of that 20-something-yard run, a Kane got away with there on the touchdown. Uh, I believe it was in the third quarter. We really did a good job. They're not a tempo team, and that certainly helped things too. Uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher doesn't, doesn't know tempo, and they did in the other night. So it gave Ole Miss a lot of time to adjust, a lot of time to catch your breath, get lined up properly, get uh, calls in. So all that, I thought, you know, uh, really stacked up in the Rebel favor. That's a great point, Terry, about, uh, I mean, Harry, about them not running tempo. I, I was thinking that myself. It gave DJ and the defensive coaches time to get their calls in and get their different personnels in. But I, I want to turn your attention a little bit to the offensive line. I know we didn't do well in the red zone, but I, I thought the offensive line with Eli Acker at right guard probably looked as good as they have since Ben Brown's been out. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Chuck. I think Eli Acker was now – we've been, what, three weeks, and uh, he's the third guy up. But I, I think he's there to stay now. I know in the Snoop Connor run, when I got to see that that replay, he simply turned that big defensive tackle out. Snoop found that little crease, and all of a sudden he's in the end zone. So I, I know that play, he was uh, he did the right thing, and I'm sure he did throughout. Uh, we, they got a little pressure on Matt, you know, trying to throw, and then Matt's still not 100%. But guess what, guys? They got about three guys on that defensive front that probably play on Sundays here pretty quick, especially number eight, you know. Uh, Marvin Leal, he was, uh, he's, he's a really – Gonna be a really he's a good stud. Player. He's a stud. Yes, he was. So we had our hands full there. But I thought all in all, our defensive line did. Um, excuse me, our offensive line with the addition of Eli did a really good job. I, I'm like you, Chuck. I mean, you start looking at you know at the half, you just look at that and go, we got 408 yards at the half. You know, the the, the troubling part was we only had 13 points. Could have had 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really easily could have had 24 or 30, and you just felt like you know, you really felt like. 
that that was in the favor of NM going into halftime, you know, because they got the ball, you know, first kick of the second half. I think they went down and scored, and all of a sudden they're getting down to one score game instead of being down two. And of course, the, the you know the Rebels getting the safety in the in the south end zone was huge, put us back up by a good margin. And defense that fourth quarter just took over that ten minute mark. They just absolutely played lights out. You kind of stole a little bit of the question when you brought up the 400-plus yards in the first half, but we were talking right before you know we brought you on in the commercial break. The difference that Drummond and Sanders bring to the offense, just them being out there, running routes, doing what they do. When number 11 and number 13 is out there catching passes, this offense for Ole Miss is tough for anybody to handle. Well, it is. Uh, it absolutely is, Gary. I mean, uh, and you factor in these three running backs, and that, that room's been healthy all year. You know, it, it, it took Jerry on a little time this season. He just wasn't quite himself the first part of the season for whatever reason. Maybe it was the other kids were getting more touches. I don't know. But the last three games, and especially Saturday night, to get I think he had 24 carries in the game. He was absolutely electric, over 100 yards rushing. And uh, we've been missing that. I mean, obviously, we got a three-headed monster at that position. They all can play. Really got four. But the other kid, unfortunately, at this point, hadn't seen any time. But you get inside that 20 with Snoop, that's, that's a tough uh, go, even though they stopped us down there first and goal on, what, the one-half-yard line? Uh, you know, and Snoop talked about today, he just he made a bad cut on, on one of those runs. But, you know, you learn from that. And once again, that's a good defensive front they were playing against. But, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I just thought from statistically-wise, we absolutely whipped them all night. But, uh, you know, 29-19, I'll take a 10-point win over the Aggies. All right, uh, quickly before we let you go, Vanderbilt comes up on Saturday. And, yes. you know, does trap door fall into that or not? I know we've got next Thursday in Mississippi State, but we have to think a little bit about what's coming up this week. Well, you know, you, you got to be aware of that, Gary. The fans obviously are looking to that Thursday night matchup. But Vanderbilt uh, got down early in the game against Kentucky this past weekend. It was like 28 to to nothing or 28 to three with about 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. So uh, I watched a little of that game earlier before we got on the air and, and Kentucky ran it very well at them and threw it very well. And well, I was able to get pressure on their quarterback. They've got a young quarterback. Um, his name is Ken Seals and uh, he's got five TDs and eight picks, but you know, he's having to run for his life back there. He's having to make throws before it's time to throw it just because that offensive line is uh, not playing very well for Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, so they got a freshman freshman running back that I saw in this particular game uh, named Patrick Smith. And, you know, not very big, quick, obviously. You don't want to get him out of space. But, uh, you know, I think categorically the Rebels would uh, certainly have the edge in the trenches against these guys. All right, my buddy. We'll talk to you next Monday night. Have a good one. All right. Let's talk Thanks, about Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Nine and two sounds good, doesn't it? Thanks, Harry. Harry Harrison with us in Harry's Corner. Nine and two does sound good, yeah. doesn't it? Ole Miss is prohibitive favorite, too, in this game. I mean, you know, and but let me say this, okay? I did a little research on this, and I know that last year doesn't matter and the last 20 years don't matter as far as this Saturday's concerned. But I think Ole Miss fans think that Vanderbilt ought to be a perennial homecoming team. Mm-hmm. We're eight. They're they're we're twelve and eight the last twenty years, and one of those wins we had was when Jeff Jeff Scott ran that miracle late touchdown to come from behind, or we'd be eleven and nine. Sure, and that's that's talking to you know with me talking to some of the people in Nashville in the media, Vanderbilt fans look at this as a chance to win an SEC game every year. Now again, you're talking what thirty six points difference in what yeah. the bookmakers think right now but gary who knows what it is but this is where vanderbilt thinks they can win a conference yeah, game but over the years year. though you had at least some decent players at vanderbilt you know jay cutler there were guys like that woody woodenhofer came in here and beat us one year but they remember chuck they always had some decent players i think Derek mason took that program down so low it's going to be a long time before they come back because james franklin had them winning and i don't see this team even on the field with Ole Miss. i don't either 
And they're spending a lot of money up there, too, right? We talked about yep. Ole Miss yep. and, and a project. Vanderbilt's got some big things going with the towers in both the north uh, and the south end zones. I I barely know, <laughs> unfortunately, anything about Vandy, right? I mean, other than they're 2-8, and eight, they've struggled. They hadn't won on the road in a long, long time. And Ole Miss needs to keep it that way next week. For sure. Text messages. We got a bunch. We'll get to those next. We'll also have the injury report. Some of those text messages will center around that and more. Then a little bit later on, we will talk Vanderbilt with Tom Stevenson from Nashville, and we'll get the almost basketball coach Kermit Davis on the program. Four two six one zero nine three. If you want to join the text message segment next, it's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. Lawsuits have been filed by parents of premature babies who died or were seriously injured of necrotizing enterocolitis after being given Similac or Enfamil infant formula. The law office of Dan Mars is currently accepting necrotizing enterocolitis cases in all 50 states. If your child was injured or died after being given Similac or Enfamil baby formula, please call the law office of Dan Mars immediately for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. Cannon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Our text messages are presented by Cannon Cleary McGraw. Check out their website, ccmoxford.com, for homes. If you're looking for lots, land, condos for sale in the Oxford area, ccmoxford.com. First text message. Chuck Gordon coming from the 601. Do you feel Matt Corral's ankle is healed enough to the point practicing this week? And uh, and obviously he hasn't been in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Walt out on the road. All right, Walt. I, I don't think so. I, I think they still need to rest it and try to get it ready for Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, what? 70% Matt Corral ought to be able to beat Vanderbilt. Right. So, so why do you risk right. it this week? I mean, because it was let good it enough, heal. It was good enough for Liberty, right? right? And I think Liberty probably, at least at the quarterback position, is better than yeah. Ben. Now, I will say this: he didn't. He did not limp as much. No. in this game as he did against Liberty. So maybe he's healing naturally. But as far as putting him through the rigors in practice, I'd say no. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't want to either. How close to a healthy team are we? And uh, I know we haven't started five linemen every snap, which is tough, but a little thought on the offensive line. Well, they, uh, you know, that's pretty age-old. I mean, we've been doing that for years. I don't see where the big deal is, except for the fact that we do tempo and sometimes make 80, 90 plays. I mean, it's tough, but they, they've prepared for that. They've trained for that, um, uh, you know, and, and – 
you you got to have a cohesive unit up front, and it, you can't be take, jerking in and out players and keep your cohesion. And I mean, I, I I've never I've been doing this forty years, and I've never known an offensive line coach that really substitute what you call freely. Never. Yeah, you don't. Not normally. Uh, injuries are why we see all. Now, these sometimes guys. you'll see an offensive line group that's got seven guys, and those two will rotate in pretty. But usually, it's five or six. And that's it. All right. This is a very good question coming in here. Uh, why go to the shotgun at the one yard line and you give up four to five yards on a snap? It's Beats a really, me. That's a really good question, <laughs> Same here. That's a really good question. I thought that a lot. And I mean, I know this is what you practice. I know it's what your offense is. It's not just college teams. I mean, you see yeah. it at all oh, yeah. levels of it's football. It's amazing to me. All levels of football. Well, maybe they didn't think they could blow them off the line and they're doing going well, to the shotgun to do some trick plays and stuff like that. But I'm like you, Chuck. You can line up, hand the ball off, and run it in. Or they they may have been protecting Corral. You know, you don't want him in the scrum while you know while his ankle's healing. But I just think, hey, put Plumley in there and get. You know, you can push him across the line. Absolutely. Now. Quarterback you know, sneak and let yeah, Snoop push you through. Yeah, let him push you, know? you through. And that's that really goes to every game you can watch. Yeah. It is it's all over the place. I, that I, that's what I, you're yeah. you're right. It's not just old miss yep. doing that. It's at all. Everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. But I and I've often wondered and maybe they do, maybe they don't, why don't you have a under center the quarterback sneak's basically gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hardly see that anymore. In the Except game. Tom Brady. That, isn't that crazy? He's the <laughs> oldest guy in the yeah. world out there <laughs> trying to do it. Uh, and Tom Brady will use the quarterback sneak. All right, 426-1093 for future text messages on this program. We thank you for that. Now it's time for the Rebel Injury Report, which we kind of covered a little bit there. Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. All right, what you got? Um, well, Tashim Johnson, defensive back safety, uh, missed the game with a shoulder injury and my information from today is that he's day to day he's just trying he's kind of like jake springer was when jake missed a couple of games he's trying to regain the strength in that shoulder possibility to play against vanderbilt jonathan mingo is trying to practice some there was a rumor right before the game that he was going to play just because he was dressed out but he didn't play he he still has having trouble cutting on that Fifth martyr, martyr. Well, how you pronounce it? Metatarsal. Metatarsal yeah. that he broke, and they got a screw in there, and he's he hadn't gained regained confidence in that. Uh, Texas A and M was the target goal at first, but he, he didn't make that. But possibly, possibly this week against Vanderbilt, Sanders is better, Drummond's better. So overall, I think the health is not bad. I mean, of course, we're missing Ben Brown, but. Eli, like I said earlier, Eli Ackers looked pretty good to me. You know, he's no Ben Brown yet, but he's got the potential to be. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. And we saw Sam Williams have that hip pointer against Liberty. He played through, played yeah. pretty well. Yeah. It was once it looked like he yeah. kind of winced a little bit and, 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 and it bothered him, but it was good to have him back. And Snoop and overall, got you know, Snoop got bent over and had to come out, looked like he I don't know what, it looked like a hip right. thing. Similar, um, and but he came back in and scored the touchdown after uh, Sis Trunk's interception, so he's fine. Uh, I do have a text uh, message about recruiting, and if you'll hold on, we'll get to that at the end of the show when we have a recruiting segment right before we're done. Okay, and so we'll get to that uh, just a little bit as well. One thing I want to mention before we get this break, and then we're going to go into uh, our conversation about Vanderbilt with the game stuff there, and then we'll get into. Uh, Ole Miss basketball is through this injury time, Jacor Pearson has become a viable person now in this in this offense. The transfer from Western that Kentucky, right? Um, because with him out, he had to make plays over the last couple of games, and he made some big catches and stuff again this week against A and M. He had a shaky start against Tennessee, and everybody was dogging him. And then all of a sudden, man, he's like Brenda Lee and Radar Love. He's just coming on strong, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, he's caught some good balls. He gets open, and Corral kind of trusts him. And, you know, he throws it to him a lot out of the backfield when he's back there. So yeah, I mean, he's played really well. That's one thing I'll say about Matt Corral. If you're open, he's going to throw it to he's you. It he doesn't care you. who you are. <laughs> and if you catch it, yeah. you're getting it more often. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to get more. But isn't, isn't it amazing, like you said earlier, Gary, about the the 
chemistry between him and Sanders and him and Drummond. I mean, it's just there. And and here's the thing that amazes me a lot, too, is how wide open those guys can be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as a defensive group, I got to cover number 11, yeah. cover number 13, and it's just not that easy. There seems to always be a hole in the middle of a defense, of yep. everybody's defense, ours, everybody you play, and that's where Drummond likes to live. He likes to live in that middle. He's not. He's big enough. He doesn't. He's not afraid of a hit. That's right. You got to find it, and they certainly did. Tom Stevenson's on the other side of the break, anchor of Gold SB Nation, and then Ole Miss basketball discussion with head coach. Kermit Davis comes your way as we continue with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Highline. There are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Howdy toddy, gosh almighty. Hello, folks. Sleepy Steve's here with Sleepy Steve's Wholesale Furniture and Mattresses. We're a large supplier of mattresses and furniture. Come see us for all your furniture needs. 1218 Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, 711B, West Park Avenue. Go Rebels, and remember, it ain't easy being sleepy. It ain't easy being sleepy. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki, featuring the most fun off the road and on the road motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, zero-turn mowers, plus you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris, and Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play, Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Can you believe we are... Ten games in, two regular season games left to go, a week and a half left in the regular season. Vanderbilt on Saturday at 6.30, and then you get Mississippi State on Thursday, Thanksgiving night, same 
time. Tom Stevenson's with Anchor of Gold, SB Nation, and he's going to hang out with us for a few minutes. We're going to talk a little bit in our game day outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars, your contact for serious injuries for over 30 years. I'm Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford are here for you. Tom, first of all, thanks for your time this evening. You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> well, we appreciate you being on this program and talking with us a little bit about Vanderbilt. And I guess the first question, because we have constantly and and answering questions about injuries and different things along the way, is this Vanderbilt football program the flu number one, and then the quarterback Ken Seals number two. What can you tell us? Uh, I'm sorry. What was the first question about? You had twelve players out with the flu. Um, in the oh, game yeah. against Kentucky and how that is, if it's still going through the team at all, and then Ken Seals, the quarterback, getting hurt? Uh, I I don't really know. Um, unfortunately, Clark Lee doesn't have his weekly press conference until Tuesday, and that's normally the timetable that a lot of this information comes out. I know that uh, Will Shepard, who's been the team's top wide receiver this season, uh, he was out with the flu uh, last week. Um Supposedly, he was practice, back at practice by the end of the week, uh, so he should be good to go for Ole Miss. I think he was. They just didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to put him in there without a full week of practice. As far as Ken Seals goes, uh, he missed three games with a finger injury. Then he came back against Kentucky. Uh, he left after the first half with what seems to be an injury, uh, but again, we don't have any updates on that. Um, Clark Lee has been pretty committed to him, uh, even though at times the backup Mike Wright has looked better. Uh, but I don't know what he's going to do going into Saturday. I've I've kind of argued before that you know it might not be the worst thing if Seals is out with the injury for the rest of the season, so that way they can see what they have with Mike Wright going into the off season without giving Ken Seals the indignity of getting benched because then he'll probably transfer in the current way that things operate in college football. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry uh, I don't Gordon. have a better answer for you. <laughs> no, okay. I understand. This is Gordon Ford here. Uh, you know, Clark Lee's come in there, and they've had a couple of dismal seasons under Derek Mason. He finally left. What do you see that he's doing to get the program kind of back to where they want it to be? Yeah, I think that there's been a lot more attention to detail on the recruiting trail. Um, You know, probably the biggest problem with Vanderbilt right now is that they just don't have SEC-level athletes in a lot of positions. Um, You can kind of see that when you watch the team every Saturday and uh, you know, the defensive backs are just constantly getting beat. The offensive line, I mean, God, they got pushed around by East Tennessee State. Um, so that kind of that kind of attention to recruiting uh, is really coming back, and it's probably going to be much more of a long-term fix, but I think that's where you're starting to see the, the biggest uh, – the biggest improvement right away as far as on the field i mean you're still seeing a lot of the same issues just because uh like i said the athletes just aren't there in a lot of places and there's not a whole lot you can do when you know the offensive line can't keep anybody out of the backfield you just can't really scheme around that you know tom with uh with recruits, a lot of times facilities make a, a, a at least a minor difference. And I notice where Vanderbilt's got a what four hundred million dollar um, fundraiser going on for athletics, maybe three hundred million toward the stadium, and a hundred million toward other amenities. Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah, so actually, I believe it was last Friday they actually re- released the artist renderings of what they're going to try to do with the facilities. Uh, they announced the campaign earlier this year. Uh, this was like the first real sign of progress. Um, so now they have something to show to recruits. Now, some of that's a matter of, well, when exactly are the upgrades going to be complete? Um you know, is it something where, oh, well, by your junior season, you're going to be playing in this nice stadium that's been renovated? We're going to have these, uh, this nice football facility, or is it something that's like, well, maybe you might be graduated by the time this is all finished? Uh, that remains to be determined, but um, it's 
it, it, it's definitely a good thing that Vanderbilt seems to be uh, committed to football a considerably more than they have been in the past. I think that was a big problem for Derek Mason. I know that um, they'd been promising that the facilities were going to be upgraded, but it just kept being promises. There was nothing concrete. So it's, I think it's going to be a good thing that at least they have something concrete. They can show that um, things are going to get better. Tom, what do you see for Saturday? I don't know if you know much about Ole Miss, but you know a lot about Vanderbilt. Uh, what, what's your take on the game this week? Well, I mean, the the line is, what, 36, 37 last I looked. Um, I mean, that's, <laughs> that should tell you quite a bit about the, the difference between <laughs> the two teams. Um, I, let me, I won't be that surprised if Vanderbilt kind of makes things interesting for a bit. Um, they've really struggled coming out of the gate pretty much every game this season. I think uh, I looked a couple of weeks ago and they'd been outscored like 110 to 20 or something like that in the first quarter of games. Mm. Um, so they've, I mean, it just seems like every game you look up and they're down 14 to nothing and then they kind of get it together. And, you know, last week against, you know, last Saturday against Kentucky, they go down 31 to three at halftime and then they kind of just make things interesting in the second half. Not not necessarily interesting, but they um, they cut it down to 34 to 17 was the final. Uh, but it just it's taken them so long to settle in, and I don't really have a good answer for that. And, of course, I mean, Lane Kiffin, of all people, is probably going to take advantage of that. Um, so I'd say, I mean, I, Ole Miss is going to win the game. Um, that's <laughs> – I don't really – I, I don't really have much of an argument that Vanderbilt's going to win. Uh, I'd say something like fifty-two to twenty-one is the final, with you know Vandy getting a couple of touchdowns in the second half to make it look a little bit better than it actually was. All right, Tom, thanks for your time tonight. We appreciate you answering a few questions for us and talking to the people in North Mississippi and in Memphis, Tennessee. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Thank Tom. you. Tom Stevenson with us, anchor of gold in SB Nation. Uh, while Rhino efforts now, the Ole Miss basketball coach, that's not a pretty picture that Tom just described no, of I what's mean, going well, on. Why would it be? I mean, they're 2-8. and eight. East Tennessee State beat them, yes. for goodness well, sake. did get a road win against Colorado State, so that was kind of a big deal there. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. What's Colorado State, 2-9? and nine. <laughs> Probably something like that. <laughs> they're in there, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, it looks like, I mean, I went – to try and find anything to talk and it they've moved on and getting ready for basketball basketball is now here for vanderbilt mm-hmm. i mean it is done no and, doubt and you know so you got a first year coach inheriting whatever it was that he inherited and you know, this much. is what it is and i'm gonna say this as an sec fan i don't like seeing sec programs like that no i really don't i mean i'm don't get me wrong now i i want alabama to lose every game <laughs> but, but but uh you know, I, I I like to see every program in the SEC at least be competitive, and it sounds like this Vanderbilt team is not even competitive. Not at all. Not at all. This team is competitive. Ole Miss men's basketball is 2-0 and on the season. Coach Kermit Davis is brought to you by Van Atkins Jewelers. Locations in downtown New Albany and the Oxford Square because you know she's worth it. Coach Gary Darby, Chuck Ronsville, your buddy Gordon Ford. My, my start with you is here. Over 20 assists in the first two games. Hasn't happened since 1994. A, you're sharing the ball, and B, somebody's putting that ball in the hole when they get it. It's a good first two games for you. Yeah, well, it was good. You know, we uh, I'm proud of our team. I saw that early on in the summer, you know, I, and I made a comment early that I thought it was the best passing team we've had. We've had good passers, but the best collection of the ball moving and uh, I thought we were going to be able to play faster in transition. That's early on against two teams that we should have beaten. We did, uh, you know, so competition will pick up. Obviously, this week I'm sitting here watching Marquette in Illinois, and Marquette's up on Illinois by one. Uh, they're playing tonight, and that's who we have on Thursday. Marquette's a really good team. So, uh, But I'm, I'm proud of how unselfish our guys play. Kermit, watching your team, it looks like you've got a bunch of guys that can come in and score. Um, 
And one of the biggest things I've noticed, the improvement of Austin Crowley. I mean, he's come in and hit some shots, played extremely well. Maybe touch a little bit on that and some of the other guys you got. Yeah, you know, gee, he has um, he's had a great summer, a great fall. He really worked on his body. He spent so much time in the gym. I mean, all kind of extra work. He kind of stayed right in Jarkel's footsteps the whole summer. I mean, those guys were everywhere working out, playing, even away from the times that we could work them out. Uh, and like you said, he's just he's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, early on, a lot of young guys. And, I, and Austin's the greatest kid in the world, great family. He he would deflect blame a little bit, and uh, and now he just takes ownership of everything, goes to the next play, and, uh, you know, and I, and I think he's really matured, and, and he's really off to a really, really good start. We're proud of him. Yeah, I mean, watching your team, I mean, like uh, like some of your guys have stepped up. I mean, Matthew Morrell looks like he's gotten a little bit better. And, you know, Robert Allen's hitting the glass. And Sammy Hunter played very well coming in off the bench the other night. Um, you know, you don't have really that dominant guy inside, but you got a lot of guys who can get in there and score some points and do some things. Yeah, you know, we've got to get Nas. Uh, I mean, he was very good in our our scrimmage. You know, we played a Big Ten team, and he was great there. And he's been dominant in our blue-white scrimmages. And, you know, we, we've, we've got to get him more touches. Uh, I've spent a long time with Nas today and, you know, watching tape and just being able to – we got to get him the ball. He's got to do his part and uh, because he's, he's a lot better than what he's shown this week, and he's going to play better. Great, great guy. Robert Allen's giving us great energy, whether he starts, comes off the bench. Uh, you know, Sammy's a skilled offensive player, but it's trying to get him to rebound, you know, and be tough. And if he does, then his minutes will just pour in there. And uh, But he is a skilled, skilled guy. And uh, so, you know, we've got some different guys that can make some plays. And uh, from Jamin Brakefield, you know, and I don't really think he's gotten going like he can. He's a good shooter, and, and he'll he'll make some threes. And uh, But he's a skilled guy that can pass and play make. So we've got some depth, and we're like every college team, Gordon. We're just, you know, we're, we're trying to find the right fit and just keep improving. Coach, overall, and I know you've got just a small sample size to this point, but – Overall, what do you feel like you're doing well and what do you got to pick up on? Yeah, you know, just what you guys talked about, Chuck, we we uh, we share the ball great. I mean, early, early sample size, but we lead the SEC in assists, lead the SEC in assists to turnovers, you know, so I, I, that part is great. Jarkel has made so much improvement from when he got here to now. I mean, he would go through practice. He was one to two. I mean, really a bad assist turnover way, way back. Now, in practice, he's almost five to one. It's like Austin Crowley today in practice, we had a real physical practice today. He was seven to zero. I think Jarkel was five to one. So those guys are taking care of the ball, and we're going to really need that, Chuck, because Marquette presses. A lot of teams in this tournament will play unconventional and press. Um, what we're not doing, we're not driving the ball to the rim in the half court. We're not throwing the ball to the post in the half court. So we're not a physical team around the rim. We don't. Last year we led the league in offensive rebound percentage. This year it's a very poor number. And you know what that leads to? That leads to not drawing fouls and not getting to the free throw line. And so those are the three or four things we've got to do against better teams. Coach, can you give us an update on, on Ruffin and, uh, you know, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, he's had buzzer's luck as a freshman. You know, he nicked up his knee out about five weeks, missed all of September. Uh, and then it was just the most nonchalant injury the other night. He kind of reached, and it was just nothing. And he just it broke his fractured his hand. Uh, he can't really do anything for a couple weeks so that it really gets stabilized. Uh, you know, in those situations, you can have surgery, and you can – you know, and don't have surgery, and they kind of they didn't want to have surgery, and so uh, it'll be you know four weeks, and uh, could be five, but we think it'll be four. But he can't do anything for a couple weeks, so uh, he really, you know, he just he's got to tune in just to all the basketball IQ part, and uh, you know, and be able to be with us and uh, and learn. But it really has been. It's been I hate it because he's just been set back, you know, eight or nine weeks with injuries. How was he doing, you know, 
despite those injuries as far as progress in your eyes? He, he, he was really coming along as a defender. He was uh, God, he just living in the paint, hadn't really finished some plays that he normally finishes, but he just, he just gets in the paint so easy. Uh, he's so good against the press, you know, because he can just go in and just create on his own. Uh, he wants to be coached. And so I, I really thought after the knee injury, he was really starting to find his way. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate that it happened. Coach, we thank you for your time. We'll let you go get the final two minutes of this Marquette-Illinois game and then watch uh, the second half of it as well. But thanks for spending time Good luck time this week, us. Coach. Good All right, coach. thanks, Chuck. Thanks, guys. See you, G. All right, man. All right, so they get Marquette on Thursday at 6, and then it is win or lose, West Virginia or Elon. And then on the other side, I think it's Temple, St. Bonaventure, Clemson, and uh, there's somebody that I'm missing. Yeah, so it's a – yeah, I mean, this is not – you're going to uh, in Charleston, South Carolina – in uh, the uh, Shriners Children Charleston Classic, it's not like you're going to a two-win tournament. You're going, you're going to have yeah. to play really good basketball because Marquette and and Illinois. Well, and I think I think this team needs that. I really do. Why not? I think this is good scheduling by Kermit. Uh, if you lose a game, so what? Right now, strengthen your matter. RPI. You know, with that schedule, yeah. yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I, I like I like tough early season tournaments. Now I don't want four or five of them, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know? right. But, but it's a good measuring stick for coaches to get some good film and say, hey, this is what it's going to be like in the SEC. This is what you got to do to get better. You know, they're going to see nationally ranked Memphis and Oxford on December the fourth. Western Kentucky's got that Stansbury guy coaching them up there, so you'll mm-hmm. see Dayton as well. Dayton is usually a decent team. That's right. And so you'll see a pretty good schedule here for Ole Miss and men's hoops. Thursday is next up for them. All right, thanks to all of our guests so far for being on the program. We're going to come back and put a ribbon on this one. The Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Back in a few. Arcade, Oxford's newest place to eat, drink, and play is excited to say that we are now open for lunch. Starting at 11 a.m., seven days a week, we are now open for lunch. And yes, we have the burgers. Yes, we have the wings. But have you heard about them awesome carne asada fries, steak and shrimp fries, or the awesome fajita fries that everyone has been raving about? If not, you need to get the joysticks, man. Call 380-5249 or come see us at 1801 Jackson Avenue West, right across the street from Dairy Beach. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Please take me back home to Mississippi. 
to finish up the program today on your Monday, November 15, in that year of 2021. 8-2 Ole Miss taking on Vanderbilt coming up on Saturday. It's time for the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics. It's 1976, offering those friendly, affordable, and quality smiles. And that was one of our text messages early on, asking about recruiting, some possible decommits, and whatnot Uh, along the way. Unbelievable that one of the best days in Ole Miss sports history is followed up Sunday with two decommitments. Now, um, I need to contextualize that because some of this was mutual, and I'm not going to say, you know, we didn't want the kid because that's that's the common excuse for any decommitment. But it, it was some mutual parting with uh, defensive back Marquez Dorch. Uh, these are two Mississippi kids, and I don't think it was very mutual with uh, – Offensive lineman Bryson Hurst. I know Ole Miss still wants him. Uh, Dorch committed to Mississippi State today, which is no surprise. Um, other news, official wide receiver Antonio Williams. is Murphy Holloway's stepson was here. He's a top 150 player in the country, and um, I think we got a shot at him, even though they live up in Carolinas. I think we got a shot. Defensive end Vincent Anthony, a Duke commit was here. Ole Miss loves him. Uh, linebacker Terrence Cook was a Texas transfer. Visited. He's going to visit UNLV and Georgia Tech next. Um, Ole Miss offered wide receiver Jeremy Scott out of Jackson Callaway. And uh, unfortunately, 2022 DT uh, Jaheim Otis out of Columbia was a no-show this week, and he was expected to be here. So there you have it. That's the highlights, anyway. Yeah, and you would, you're, you're right. You're thinking, considering all of that, that it would have been a boom, right? That yeah, thing would have been good. But that's that's what you're dealing with, too. When you're dealing with those kids, it changes from day to day. Gary, I told somebody the other day, I gave up following recruiting 25 years ago. I mean, I used to have to do it all, and I, I just can't do it anymore because. Kids change their minds <laughs> yes. more than my one-year-old granddaughter changes diapers, <laughs> and and it's just—it's true. It's just ridiculous at times. And then they're changing a year or two years into whatever college they go to these <laughs> right. days too. Right. That's why right. we have that portal that's right. out there, right. uh, which is the probably way. the stupidest rule I've ever heard <laughs> of. But and we'll I'm, go. I'm with you. Uh, they can have all the five stars, all the four stars they want. Let me see them play on Saturdays. That's right. Let me see what happens on that Saturdays or whenever, you know, basketball games are or baseball games. And another age-old thing about recruiting, you either trust your coaches or you don't. That's right. You know, and the proof will be in the pudding two years from now. Did they do a good job? Oh, we can sit up here and say, oh, they're ranked 15th in the nation. Who cares? <laughs> That's right. You know, I mean. Look only- at Nebraska and Texas and those schools. I mean, they're always up there. Well, Auburn. You know, only recruit Knicks care about that stuff. What I care about is being eight and two right now. Same way, you know. <laughs> and if we're nine and two, ten and one, two years from now, they recruited. They just recruited fine. great. Everything was fine. <laughs> right? And I understand the the uh, wanting to follow oh, yeah, it sure, and keep sure. up with it. That is fun, but uh, uh, you know, like I say, the proof's in the pudding later. Rhino, we need some music as we get ready for the Good, Bad, and Ugly, sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports. Go ahead, Chuck. Oh, man, the good is obvious. A win over a ranked squad with game day in town, a full house of Rebels getting in the trenches and spurring on the team. Take a bow, Rebel Nation. It's a great showing for the country to see all the way around. Ole Miss put its best foot forward, and you, the fans, were a huge part of that and never doubt it. Rebel defense came up big all night, as far as I'm concerned, shutting out the Aggies in the first half and then making the game-changing plays, game-winning plays in the fourth quarter. Linebacker Ashanti Sistruck came up with a big late game interception, and then that was followed by safety A.J. Finley intercepting an Aggie pass and taking it all the way back for a pick six. Uh, Cornerback Dean Leonard had nine tackles to lead the Rebels. Finley had eight. Texas A&M had a run game that was highly respected, but the defense shut them down for all intents and purposes. And while the, you know, Rebel offense was not able to finish drives like they should, they did gain 504 yards on 43 plays. Um, it was also great to have Drummond and Sanders back because uh, they just make us better, as you said earlier, uh, Gary. Kudos to the makeshift 
offensive line with new starter Eric Acker at right guard. Eli Acker, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they had a winning effort. Um, the bad, well, the Rebel Red Zone production was uncharacteristically poor. Ole Miss had several chances to put the game away early, but they stalled in the scoring zone several times. The 13 to nothing lead at halftime should have been more like 30 to nothing. <laughs> the third quarter was all Aggies, which was surprising after the first half production. Uh, the Rebs got to the Aggie half-yard line in the first half and did not score a TD. That just can't happen in the Lane Kiffin era. It just hasn't. The ugly, well, you got to be kidding me. There's no such thing in this game, and even if there was something, this isn't the time or place for pointing it out. The only thing that was even close was safety Jake Springer being ejected for targeting. Other than that, forget about it. I'm with you. It was quite a day in the Grove. I said it to begin with. The sights, the sounds, it was just an unbelievable week. The Ole Miss men's basketball team, as we were just talking about, Charleston, South Carolina on Thursday, and the Shriners Children Charleston Classic against Marquette. Friday's game will be either West Virginia or Elon, and they'll play again on Sunday. The women's hoop squad continue their five-game homestand. Lamar tomorrow night and Louisiana Tech on Friday. Good show. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it yeah. amazing how quick this, this you know, hour When you're 8 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good info today, too. When you're 4 and 6, it ain't no fun. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. You know, I go back to all the post games and all the teams that I that I do um, and, and whatnot. When winning is happening, it's an easier job. Yeah, man. You don't Dude. have to, you don't have to sigh like hey. Tom did with us earlier. <laughs> it does, it doesn't matter what you say when you win. That's right. <laughs> it matters a lot when you lose. True. Good job, fellas. We'll do it again Monday night. Rhino, good job back in the studio. To you people for being with us, we thank you for joining the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. <laughs> 